Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Breakpoint Podcast, starring myself, Frankie, and... And Marcus and Frank, we have arrived at our favorite time of the year, the U.S. Open, where Frank and I literally can just walk a couple of minutes, okay, I'm exaggerating, we have to take a seven minutes train ride, uh, into our backyards to watch our favorite tennis tournament of the year, the U.S. Open. Frank, uh, I'm just so excited, I I just can't even explain it. Yeah, I'm excited for a number of reasons. Number one, it's awesome to have the U.S. Open back, like full swing, fans, the whole shebang. Like last year, there were fans, obviously, but like this is the first year, I think, really post-COVID era that it feels like, all right, like masks off, like everybody's there and to have a good time. And it's like the first real normal U.S. Open in in three years. Plus, we've gotten Nadal back, which is great. Unfortunately, going to be no Novak Djokovic. But um, but I think this will still be a great event. And I think as Marcus and I will sort of get into here, I think this is going to be the most wide open Grand Slam in my memory of my lifetime. I would imagine this is how Grand Slams felt after Pete Sampras retired before the emergence of Federer and Nadal. So like that 2003 season, really. Yeah, I was about to say, I, it wasn't I, very long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sampras retires 0-2, so, I mean, there was basically just 2003, and then bam, these guys are, <laughs> the big three arrives, but uh, I think this is going to be that moment where it's going to be the vacuum, right? Uh, we'll get into it a little bit. I've got a printed draw in front of me. I was showing Marcus before, we're just kicking it old school over in uh, Casa Frankie over here, and uh I mean, Marcus, I think we just get right into it with uh, Daniil Medvedev's quarter here on the top half of the draw. Um, You know, I'll start it off because I've got this right in front of me, so it's super easy. I can just read off. Uh, I like Daniil getting through to the quarterfinals. I don't really see too many people in his way. Somebody to watch out for in his, uh, you know, sort of immediate little section here is Ben Shelton, the recently turned professional out of the University of Florida. Yet another collegiate tennis player finding some success on the tour, which I think is really, really awesome and kind of goes along with the college tennis series that we put out for you all. That is uh, our biggest episode ever, which is really awesome. Happy that you guys enjoyed that. So Ben Shelton, Medvedev, I have into round three. I think that'll be super interesting. Um, but I think the one that the people want to hear some of your thoughts are a thought your thoughts on are the potential matchup of Nick Kyrgios and Roberto Batista Agut. Marcus, who you got in that one and why? I think I'm going to roll with Batista Agut just because I at this point and this is a tough choice because as you know, Frank, Nick has been playing absolute lights out tennis um, this year, making a final at Wimbledon. It seems like he's been grinded down a little bit by the hard courts uh, here in North America. It's a pretty tough swing with coming over from Wimbledon to play in all these hardcore tournaments when it's just brutally hot here. Uh, and he's I, he's gotten into better shape, but whether or not he's going to be able to muster it enough to beat someone like a Roberto Batista Agud, uh, and then, you know, have to take on Medvedev potentially in, in the fourth round. I don't know if he's going to do it, but Agut is also just so solid. Like, he's just not going to give you anything. And the way that he plays, which is pretty flat, keeping the ball out of Nick's strike zone, 
I'm going to pick a Goot here, Frank. Um, I know it's not the popular pick. I would rather honestly have Kyrgios win because I think when Nick Kyrgios is winning and playing tennis, I think it's just one of the best things for the sport at the moment. But uh, I'm picking RBA. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I would like to pick Kyrgios because I think it would be so, so good for the game if Kyrgios were to win there and go on to play Medvedev. But I just think RBA is way too solid. RBA is the kind of perfect player to really counteract Nick Kyrgios's antics and everything else that goes on with him just because Nick really thrives off of a player that he can sort of throw off mentally and the whole thing. And Roberto Batista Agut is just not that kind of player. He is so mentally tough, really just does not get distracted. And like Marcus just said, he's super, super consistent. So I would take RBA there which then sets up the Roberto Batista Agut, Daniil Medvedev round four, and I got Medvedev getting through to the quarterfinal. But let's talk about who he could possibly be facing in that quarterfinal. And Marcus, I think there's a few names here who are really, really interesting, quite honestly. But the one that comes to mind is probably the hottest player in tennis right now, maybe along with Borna Koric, we'll talk about later. But it's got to be PCB. Pablo Carino Busta coming off a win in Montreal, uh, winning a Masters 1000, which is who would have who would have picked that? That PCB and Borna Koric would be the winners of the two Masters 1000s on the North American hardcourt swing, which I think just sort of goes to show what we were saying earlier about this is going to be a wide open major. I honestly, this is the first major that I've had where I genuinely have no idea who is going to win. I have no idea who's going to win this major, which is probably a good sign because I've been like wrong about all of them so far. So, (laughs) so hopefully that's a good sign, but I've got PCB advancing through another person I'd shout out here is Alex Dimanur, who has had a really nice little hardcore swing. Uh, he's been playing really, really well. Um, FAA has also played pretty well, had a nice result in Montreal, but I just don't think that he's going to be able to beat PCB. I just, I can't have another major where I bet on FAA to have some sort of breakout performance It just doesn't seem to happen, and I don't know exactly why, but I would take PCB there. He's got great results at the U.S. Open. He's made a semifinal at the U.S. Open, if I'm not mistaken, so he's got good pedigree here. I'll take PCB and Medvedev in the quarterfinals of that section. What about you, Marcus? What do you think? Uh, Yeah, there are a couple of things here. One, I actually think that FAA can make it to the quarters. Um, Like, it it would not shock me at all if he beat PCB. I don't think FAA would go any further than that. I think he would lose to Medvedev, so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, FAA is going to have his breakout tournament because he's made quarterfinals and semis of slams before. Um, So I I think he could beat PCB. Honestly, that first-round match of PCB and Dominic team, that's popcorn. I mean, I'm I'm not betting on team winning, but... I I would watch that just to make sure that, you know, PCB gets through because Dominic team as as much as he struggled recently, he is starting to slowly come back and I think if he can get his feet wet here at the Open where he's a former champion in 2020, uh he's clearly comfortable here. That could be a a tight little match for him. It's kind of tricky for PCB there cuz then he would play Bublik who I think is tricky. Uh don't think he would beat him, but um, I'm not going to give it a shoe into to PCB. I'll go with FAA on this one, Frank. Uh, I, I just think that he 
should be able to take care of PCB on a fast hard court, which is what the U.S. Open has been the last few years. Now, when PCB made that run, the courts were, I believe, a little bit slower, so they've sped it up a little bit. Again, I know he just won a Masters title, so I can't really knock the guy, um, but he's always in good form at the U.S. Open. I'm going to go with FAA here. Yeah, really close. No, I'm, I'm fully in agreement. It's a really close matchup. <clears throat> so that one's going to be a really, really good matchup. PCB's got a tough run in because, I mean, listen, PCB's run into the quarterfinals, in fairness to your point, is going to be Dominic Team, Alexander Bublik, Alex D. Menor. That's a brutal first three rounds. That's about as tough as you're going to get, really. So, But we'll see. I'm going to go with him because he's the hot hand. But that one, I do agree with you. I think it is kind of a toss-up. Uh, fair point. Oh, another thing that you reminded me of. Did what you know that, that technically mm-hmm. there are three defending champions at this U.S. Open? Rafa Nadal, Dominic Team, and Daniil Medvedev. All have not played a to- have played the U.S. Open since they won it. Oh. Yeah. So there's three defending champs, which is hilarious when you really <laughs> think about it. Yeah, that's that's it's just bizarre how like yeah, COVID really injuries. Bizarre. Yeah, it just throws. Yeah, it. I have no idea if that's the first time that's a, that that has ever happened in tennis history, but it's certainly a weird one. Um, okay, so we're 25 percent done with the draw, basically. Let's get on to the next quarter. We've got Stefanos Tsitsipas's corner, uh, quarter, along with Casper Ruud, of course. Um, I think this one is really up for grabs, Marcus, because I don't think that Ruud or Steph are super dominant on a hard court that really, you know, they can they can claim this quarter as their own. I think there's a lot of really sneaky players in here who could maybe make a run, like Davidovich Fokina is always a threat. Andy Murray in there has been playing decently well. Someone you were talking to me about beforehand, Matteo Berrettini is in here. So a lot of interesting names. But the one who I'm picking to stand out from this quarter, quarter Marcus, Taylor Fritz. I think Taylor Fritz is going to have a really, really nice U.S. Open here. Um, I think he's going to use some of the momentum that he's had. I think he's going to take his confidence from winning Indian Wells to really make a nice run here. Um, I think that he can beat Casper Rude. That's who he's sort of like, you know, pinpointed to go match up toe to toe with in the round of 16, Fritz and Rude. And I would take Fritz there. Um, another interesting matchup that I have is uh, I have Andy Murray beating Sarundalo um, to advance through, setting up Matteo Berrettini versus Andy Murray in the third round, which I think would be popcorn absolutely super interesting and i'm actually going to pick murray why not logical at all i just you know roll with the punches so andy okay. murray there <laughs> um he'll go on to play stefano Sitsipas, and then i do think that steph would be able to beat murray i think steph is just a little bit too high quality of a player but i do think um you know that sets up the stefano Sitsipas and taylor fritz quarterfinal how about you marcus what do you got i'm actually going to Go a completely different route than you, Frank. Uh, I think that if we look at the top half of this quarter, I'm honestly not that interested. I think Steph will actually make it through rather, rather comfortably. Um, to your point about Murray, I just I, I, the only reason I don't trust him to make it through a th- through to a third round is because of his body. I mean, I saw him break down in Washington, playing only two out of three, and if he's playing in this New York Heat, 
I just don't know how far he's going to get, even if he wins a round or two. So um, I think Berrettini, Tsitsipas uh, in the fourth round would probably be the way to go. There's no one really in Tsitsipas's way that I could see really taking him out. Cressy might give him an interesting match, serving volley guy from uh, originally from France. But my pick here, Frank, and hear me out. I think Tommy Paul will make the quarterfinals here, Frank. I think he's got, first of all, he's had a fantastic hardcourt swing this summer. He's in the best shape of his life. Uh, he's got a pretty good draw. So he's playing Zapata Morales, and then he'll play either quarter or qualifier. Quarter's got a bum shoulder. Qualifier's a qualifier. Uh, and then I think Casper Rude, right, basically any other surface but clay, I think the guy is toast at the moment. I think Tommy Paul can take him out. And I don't see why Tommy Paul can't take out Taylor Fritz. I mean, Tommy Paul looks like he's in rock solid shape. If he extends a match like that, I trust him more physically than Fritz at this point. So I could see him making a quarterfinal run. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. <clears throat> I mean, I like Yeah, I mean I like Paul. I I would take If you were to tell me that Tommy Paul beats Casper Rude and gets to the round of 16 against Fritz, I would not be surprised by that at all. I think Tommy Paul's had a really forget forget just the past like month or two. Tommy Paul's had an awesome season. I mean, he's got to be up there, you know, for our end of season awards for like most improved player. He, he is certainly there. He's had a really, really nice season. So, you know, fair play to him. I don't think he beats Fritz. I think Fritz just has like that extra level that Tommy Paul doesn't have personally. But, you know, I yeah. fully, I, I could I could be wrong about that. I just I think that Fritz like there are very few players, in my opinion, who have like the game to really challenge big three players and win a grand slam. And I do, I am slowly coming around to the belief that Taylor Fritz is one of those players. I, I mean, really, at, really am at this point with this draw. Yeah. Like would it uh, again, I think Fritz is a, a, a very, very fair pick to make the quarters. I'm not, you know, I just think I'm just going a different round. I'm kind of picking the other dog for this one. Cause I think Tommy Paul's had a really good time, but I think Taylor Fritz can absolutely win a Grand Slam, especially in this open of a draw. And the yeah. top guys outside of, I mean, pretty much Nadal and obviously Djokovic is not yeah, here. But, have but been, you know, even, even they've just Nadal, been not dominating. Though, you know what I mean? Even Nadal, like Fritz has beaten Nadal. And like Nad Fritz actually happens to match up really well with Nadal. Yeah, but a slam is different, you though. Know, like, I, I'm not, I get it's three out of five I mean? is different, but... Just also um, mentally, I, not even just the three out of five yeah, physically. That's fair. Like that's fair. you know, uh, again, we're we're gonna see because I think we're gonna be talking more picks. So let's move down, Frank. We're gonna move down to the next quarter before we get caught up here. We've got uh, an interesting quarter here. So we've got Hubi Hercash is a big name here at the top of it. Lorenzo Musetti, a uh, Grigor Dimitrov, a Yannick Sinner. Uh, that's in the top half of that uh, quarter, and then on the bottom, who we've had a very, who's had a very good U.S. Open, and is another former champion, Marin Cilic, uh, Dan Evans, who's really good at the U.S. Open, really crafty player. If you're gonna go buy a ticket, definitely go watch him play. He's box had office. a great had a great hardcourt season too. Amazing hardcourt season. Uh, Borna Koric, by the way, let's talk about him just for a very hot sec here, Frank. Came back from a pretty massive shoulder surgery. I didn't see him play for at least nine or ten months. And then comes out of nowhere to win the Masters title in Cincinnati, defeating Tsitsipas in relatively straightforward fashion in the final. I'm a big 
Borna Korich fan. I think he's got great game, and now he's bumped himself up to a 25 seed here, so good for him. Uh, and then at the bottom of that, we've got uh, Carlos Alcaraz, which is who made his breakout run here last year. Frank, I think this is relatively straightforward for Alcaraz. Um, I know Korich has had a great tournament, but I don't see Chilich, Evans, Korich, or any of those guys taking him out. As far as the top, for me, it's wide open. Um, I, I think Yannick Sinner is bound to have a breakout at a slam at some point. Uh, but also, Hubie Hercash plays really well. You know, it's open, big serve, faster courts. Uh, I'll I'll go with I'll go with Hercash. I mean, you also can't discount Dimitrov made the semis here three years ago. But I'll I'll go with Hercash. Yeah, I will discount Dimitrov because he just pulled out in Washington. So I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure on his. Health probably there, a business decision there. That was a, probably a good move. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't trust it. I don't. I don't trust Hercash either. To be perfectly honest with you, I you know, <clears throat> I like him, but I don't. I don't think he gets past um, center. I'll get in into that a little bit more. But I think this is the best. The well, best is a really catch-all term, but I think this is the most interesting of all of the quarters uh, that we have here. I think that. You know, my I mean, I'll talk about it more a little little bit later, but like my theme for this tournament is very much going to be a breakout star. I think there's going to be somebody that comes out and like finally makes that leap and we're going to have a first time Grand Slam winner is my prediction. Uh, Up top, I would have David Goffin making a nice little run um, up to round three where he ultimately loses to Hubie Hercash. Um, Yannick Sinner, I think, has been really looking so good lately, and and uh, he looks pretty locked in. So I'll have him going straight through to the round of 16 against Hercash. Another player that I think is going to have a nice little tournament here is Brandon Nakashima. I think he could definitely get through to round three. Um, and I do have Steve Johnson beating Grigor Dimitrov, uh, not just because uh, I, oh, I don't no think... Oh, no way. Yeah, I think Steve Johnson... Uh, on a u.s at the u.s open not somebody that i would really want to face in round one i think that's a tough one so i'll i'll go uh, with the upset he's washed Steve dude he's washed i love stevie yeah. J, but he's washed yeah i mean i don't know about that but we'll see either way i think nakashima would beat dimitrov too i think nakashima is really really good that's fair so that's fair um yeah nakashima goes to round three but again just don't think he's good enough to beat center center versus her cash was a, is a really interesting matchup but unfortunately, I just think that Hercash has like lost a little bit of steam against Yannick recently. Like I think the past two times they've played Sinner like whipped him. So uh, including at the tour finals, Sinner destroyed him. So I'll go with Sinner there to get through the quarterfinals. I think that's a really interesting one. Uh, Marin Chilich, again, I agree with you. I think he'll have a nice little tournament, but I'm taking Dan Evans to beat him. I think Dan Evans has had a really, really nice little hardcore season. He's a really rock solid player, super crafty. Yeah, I just, I just think he he has the potential to get through to a, a round of sixteen, which would be a great result for him. Totally with Borna, you. Borna Koric, I think in any other quarter probably would make a quarterfinal or at least be a threat to make the quarterfinal. I just think because he's going to be going up against Alcaraz, I don't think he he beats him. Uh, that one, I think, is going to be a really, really close round three if it does happen. Frank, um, before we before we get there, what are we thinking about a potential Borna Courage Brooks? Yeah, you know yeah, what I was going. I, I knew you were. Yeah, yeah, I I debated that one. Um, 
I love Brooksby. He's another one that's defending a lot of points here. Oh, a massive amount. Yeah. But I just, I, I can't imagine. I, I can't think he beats Korich. I, I'm I not, just can't. Yeah. You know what it is, Frank? I'm Korich, just not. Korich just looks way too good, way too locked in. Korich is looking hot, and Brooksby, like, people are starting to figure him out a little bit. Like, the gimmick's up. Yeah, they're starting to figure him out, and this is like this is the first time because Brooksby, for the most part, Frank has been you know pressure free playing on tour. It was kind of like, oh, he's the underdog, he's the underachiever, plays this weird style. Oh, it's great, he made this round. It's like, okay, now like, dude, you're in the North American hardcore swing. You didn't defend the points that you were supposed to defend, and this is like your last chance because I'm pretty sure he made like the fourth round or quarters last year. Uh, and now you got to defend a big amount of points. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck on the challenger circuit for a while. So we're going to see how he, he does under pressure. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, listen, he's a, he's a good player. I, if he gets to the round, to I mean, that would be second round. That would be a pretty decent hit. But, you know, he, listen, he's a good player. We'll see. I, I also think it depends on what court they play on. If they play on, like, a big stadium court, like if they're on Armstrong or bigger, I think that Brooksby has a real chance because he's he really does feed off of the crowd. Like we saw that against uh, Novak Djokovic, you know, when that was last year, right? In the, in that match where he won the first set. So yep, I was there. He, he he definitely can feed off the crowd, but I just think, you know, Borna Koric is just having way too solid of a season for him to lose that matchup. That being said, I don't think he beats Alcaraz. <laughs> um, I think Alcaraz is just way too good. Um Alcaraz has slowed down a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Like he's not exactly had the best run up to the U S open, but I think he's, I think he's going to lock it down for a three out of five and, and, you know, he'll get to, um, he'll get to play Dan Evans and Dan Evans is another one good player, but like three out of five, I don't think he's beating Alcaraz and that sets up the best quarterfinal possible. Yannick center versus Carlos Alcaraz in that Uh, quarter, which I think everybody wants. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But um getting into the bottom to the final quarter here. This is Rafa Nadal's quarter. This Marcus in my opinion is the biggest crapshoot of them all. I have no idea who's going to come out of this. I I mean this is just I have no idea what Nadal's health is looking like. Like this is just wide open. So I have a lot of really crazy ones going on here. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I was about to say, you must um, be, you must have taken something before looking at this quarter because I think this is relatively straightforward, but I'm here. I'm shoot for it, man. I want to hear this. Um, I am going to go with Mackie McDonald beating Cam Norrie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my pick. Um, oh, so you, what did you take? Did you take a little ganja? Holger, oh my God. Holger Rune. I think he'll win his first ma- round matchup, but I would take John Isner to beat him at the U.S. Open. Yes, absolutely um, agree. Um, and I think Isner would beat Mackey or Nori, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so I would have I have Ooh. Isner going to the round of 16 there. Uh, Shapo wins his first round match. Uh, Rublev wins his first round match. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, round three sets up Shapo versus Rublev. I would take Rublev just because I don't trust Chapo, as has been a general theme of this podcast. Oh, no, you can um, say that. Uh, but I do, I do have faith that Isner will beat Rublev. I mean, that Rublev will beat Isner, rather. Sorry. Um, so I'll take Rublev there, but that's a close matchup. Not going to lie. Um, John Isner could make a run, but I just think at his age, he doesn't necessarily have the stamina to go deep in a tournament, especially if 
he's getting pushed at all. And, and, you know, he has to play more than, you know, four sets in one of these matches. So I'll take Rublev there. The bottom uh, little section here, I think is pretty interesting. I'm going to take Jack Sock over Diego Schwartzman, but that one I went back and forth on. I could really see that swinging either way, but I think in classic Jack Sock fashion, <clears throat> he'll be really good for one match and then probably injure himself second halfway through his second round match and have to pull out. Um, Marcus is shaking his head because he knows that that's pretty much dead on of what yeah, will happen here. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> Uh, Francis Tiafo is a player who I think could have a really nice little run. Um, I have Tiafo beating, uh, Jack Sock in round three, um, setting up his match with Rafa Nadal, who I think has as easy of a run up as you could really ask for quite honestly. So, uh, you know, Nadal, I think would beat Fognini, Kazmanovic, uh, Taro Daniel, if he gets there, um, you know, so, so Nadal, faces Tiafo, and I think this is the match in the in the round of 16 where we'll really see if Nadal has the physical, you know, capabilities to 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 really win this thing. Um I think he'll be pushed by Tiafo. Tiafo's a really really good player as as both of us have have highlighted in the past, but I will take Nadal there. I don't think he'll lose before the quarters. So that sets up Nadal versus Rublev. And I think we've got all of our uh, quarters filled out there now. Well, at least I do. Marcus, hit me. What do you think? How crazy am I? Yeah, good thing we don't drug test on the Breakpoint podcast because Frank's drug test would uh, come up pretty positive for I don't know what he's taking, thinking Mackie McDonald's going to beat semi Wimbledon semifinalist Cam Norrie. But hey, man, you know, shoot your shot. I also came up with a couple of things. So, you know, I don't blame him. But uh, no, I, I believe that. I believe thoroughly uh, that Cam Norrie will make it to at least round four. Will he beat Rublev? God, that's a tough question. I actually believe in Cam Norrie a little bit more than Rublev mentally. Uh, and I think Norrie's got the, God, he's just playing really good ball. He seems to be finding himself. I think he can make the quarters here. So that's going to be my pick. Um, I'd like a couple a couple things to note here. I totally agree with you. John Isner is definitely going to take out whoever the qualifier. And then I believe he'll beat... Uh, Holger Rune, also shout out to my boy Peter Goyovchik. I think he can beat Rune. That's just me. I know I'm rooting for my Germans here. Uh, Shapovalov, don't trust it all. Don't he can lose at any moment. Um, Schwartzman, Jack Sock, like you mentioned, I could totally see that going Sock's way, and then him like just pulling a hamstring against Chu Shin Sang. So no idea where the hell that's gonna go. Uh, and I think Tiafo can make a nice little run, like you mentioned. I think he'll make a fourth round matchup with Nadal. I think someone in Nadal's little section there, who we should definitely shout out right now, is Lerner Tien, the wild card. He was the Kalamazoo uh, national champion, so that basically means he's the best eighteen under eighteen year old in the United States. He is sixteen years old. Frank going to be taking on Miramir uh, Kesmanovic. Don't know what court's that on, but I would love to see him play if we can go take a look at him. Um, might be the future of American tennis. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, the doll's bottom part there is relatively straightforward. I, I agree. I think he's going to beat Tiafo. He seems to match up well against Tiafo. Tiafo just doesn't have enough. His strokes are too flat. The technique's not right for Nadal's type of ball. Um, and Nadal's just so good anywhere. It doesn't really matter. He's such a Grand Slam-focused person at this point. So... I think we're going to be running to a Cam Norrie uh, Nadal quarterfinal. That's my pick. A little different than Frank's. But um, overall, I think, Frank, you and I, we're matching up relatively relatively well here in terms of uh, of where we're going. Now, let's see where we go now because Frank's definitely on something. Yeah. 
this is where my draw gets uh, pretty all over the place. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, okay, so returning to the first quarterfinal, um, I have Med versus PCB, which I think is you have Med versus FAA here. Yep. Um, I have Med winning. I think he would beat FAA or PCB. Um, I will take Medvedev, and that is my first quarterfinalist. Agree. Same here. So don't all right, need to easy done. Yeah. Yeah, I just think Med too good. He's he's not going to lose before the semis. That's my opinion. But yep. Anyway, next for me, I have Steph versus Taylor Fritz. You have Steph versus Tommy Paul, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I am going to say that Fritz beats Stefano Tsitsipas. So that's my second court uh, semifinalist. I'm going to pick Steph, but that's only because I have him playing Tommy Paul. If I did have him against Fritz. Which kind of sounds weird that I wouldn't do that, but I just think Tommy Paul is just going to make a run and beat Fritz and then end up losing to Sitsipas, if that makes sense. But uh, I'm with you. I think Fritz can beat Sitsipas in that quarterfinal, so I'm with you. All right, so we're not we're not that far off here. Um, so the quarterfinal, we're going to talk about Sinner Alcaraz last because that's the best one, really. Um, Nadal Rublev, I think Nadal. Um, yeah, I just love Rublev. Great guy, great player, but. Not Nadal. happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's Nadal. just going to be Nadal. Uh, so this sets up box office. This sets up the box office. Marcus, I genuinely believe that the winner of this match will win the U.S. Open. That is my scorching hot take here. Um, I am going to take Yannick Sinner uh, because Sinner has, I think, really been able to unlock that matchup with Alcaraz that he seemingly was struggling with for a little while there and beyond that I think that Sinner has just been playing really really well but not too well where like you could see his streak starting to burn out here or like he's played too many matches into the run-up of the open I think he's like perfectly at that sweet spot right now so I'm gonna take Sinner there but that could end up being like a three uh, a four or five set match well I'll talk to my pick first. I had Hubi Hurkash making it to the quarters, so I think Alcaraz will make it to the semis. Um, but uh, in your world, which I believe could also very well happen, Hurkash center for me is a toss-up. So at this point, uh, I also have to discuss Alcaraz center. I, I'm i going to go the opposite route. I think Carlos is... A little bit more. I, I just don't think Sinner's just quite there yet. I think Carlos is uh, also hungry to defend those points, and he's really hungry to go out and get his first slam because I think he's got a legitimate opportunity to do it at this tournament. Um, I know I said the same thing at the French Open, but I th- I, I think that this is going to be his chance. Would it shock me if Sinner won? No, but I'm going to put my money on Alcrez. I think the court, he just hits a little bit harder than Sinner, which is pretty bizarre considering how hard Sinner hits. Um, and his athleticism and his physicality. I think it's the physicality for me, Frank. I think he's just in better shape over the long haul. Not even just that match, but just also the matches leading up to it. Because I think Sinner's road is going to be a little bit more challenging. Uh, and I think that he's just a little bit more built out and physically able to to push through that quarterfinal. Which should be, uh, I mean, again, absolute box office. Got to get tickets for that. Yeah, I mean, listen, my to your point which I, I largely agree. If it was Hercash Alcaraz, I would agree. Alcaraz definitely goes through. But if Sinner can dispatch Hercash within, let's say, four sets, within three hours, really, 
then I think he gets set up really nicely going into that matchup. However, um, if he doesn't and it takes him a long time, then I could see Sinner really starting to run out of gas. But at the same token, I would say the same thing for Alcaraz. Alcaraz does not have an easy run-up at all. I mean, would you rather have Borna Koric and Dan Evans going into this? Or would you rather have Brandon Nakashima and Hubi Herkash? I don't know. Koric has been so on fire lately that I would really want nothing to do with that guy. And also, even in the second round, Carlos is going to be playing... Um, most likely playing Talon Grigspoor of the Netherlands, who is by no means some like walkover. Like he's a pretty legit player, big serve whole thing. Um, and even, you know, I mean, Marcus is going to say, but Daniel Altmaier is a really tough opponent for Yannick Sinner in the first round. But I actually think that Sebastian Baez, even though it's a hard court is just one of those guys who physically will go toe to toe with any player in the world. Um, but, oh. What I'm just saying, physically, but, like uh, yeah, physically, wise. the uh, the problem, in shape wise, yeah, yeah, but I the, think, you know what it but is, Al- dude. I'm not saying he's gonna lose to Alcaraz. I think Alcaraz beats him. But what I'm saying is, is I don't think that's a blowout. I think that's gonna be like a competitive three sets. Uh, you know, maybe Bias could snake a set, but I, you know, I don't think that's some like six love, six love, six love is what I'm getting at. No, but I. See, the thing with Baez is I like him too, but he's just a classic dirt baller, and he hits the same ball every time, and Carlos is just too good. He's just going to crack everything. I actually think, uh, out of all those, Frank, I I think Corich also does not match up well against Alcaraz. I know how hot he's been, but I just don't think he's a good matchup. I think, actually, uh, Chilich is the best matchup um, to play against Alcaraz with the big serve, I really aggressive, that. like, just... You know, because Corridge, guys like that, Bayez, they give you a lot of rhythm. And if you're giving Carlos rhythm, he's just going to start teeing off. But someone like Chilich, who hits a little bit flatter, big serve, not going to give you as many. He may, might give you more free points in the sense of a little bit more errors, but he's going to go after it. Like he's not going to want to just rally with you like that. So I think him, he would actually give Carlos the biggest trouble. Yeah, I think that the issue with Dan Evans in that matchup, in fairness to your point, is that one of Carlos's best shots is the lob, and that's just going to absolutely toast Dan Evans like every yeah. single time. So that's 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 tough. Whereas I, I agree, Chilich would not be a fun matchup for Alcaraz. That would be like a complete slugfest. You know, make sure you put like some some protection on the uh on the back walls because they're gonna get scraped up. Yeah, from new how balls hard these guys are going for new, it. New balls every three games, please. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. Um, all right, so this sets up our semifinals. I have Medvedev Fritz on one side and Sinner Nadal on the other. Marcus is going to have Sitsipas Medvedev, which would be pretty box office, not going to lie, and Alcaraz Nadal, which is also box office. Um, let's start with Medvedev's side. Marcus, who are you going with? Sit, uh, Sitsipas, Medvedev. Sitsipas did just beat Medvedev on a hard court not too long ago. It's for the make, first time. Mm, it's making my decision a little bit more difficult, but I'm still gonna go with Medvedev just because I think that he just still owns a little bit of a little bit of rent inside Sitsipas's head, and at the fact that it's a Grand Slam. I just think he's got a little bit more of a mental edge, you know. And if something goes haywire during that match, Sitsipas will lose it. I'll go with um, I'll go with Medvedev there, 
I would really, I would, I would personally, and I, I, I really think I would, I would like to see a, a Medvedev Fritz. You're starting to sell me on that, Frank. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, that's that's my opinion, but I think, and again, my theme for this tournament will be breakouts and new players and new everything. I think this is going to be like wide open. If it was Stefano Tsitsipas versus Medvedev, I agree with Marcus. I would pick Medvedev. I'm going to pick Fritz. I think Fritz gets to his first Grand Slam final at the U.S. Open. I think this is his year. Um, I really, really like his game. And, yeah, I just I just think home, home crowd also I think will play a huge factor in that match. Like an American versus a Russian. Like there's so many different storylines that will go into that. Oh. That um, <laughs> We're going yeah. through a Cold War here, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think it's a really just a super interesting matchup. So I will go with Fritz, and I think he reaches his first Grand Slam final, which is amazing for him. Um, and and yeah, so let's move on to the other side. I have Sinner Nadal. You have Alcaraz Nadal. <clears throat> I think if it was Alcaraz or if it was Sinner, I would pick the same result, to be honest with you. I think Yannick Sinner goes to his first Grand Slam final, too. I think Nadal physically will not hold up here. That'll be my prediction. I, I I, just, I don't know. But beyond that, I also think that these guys are ready now. I think Sinner and, and Alcaraz, either one, they're both ready. This is their time. This is their tournament. I think they win. Uh, either one of them, I think, wins. My prediction is Sinner, so I'll say Sinner wins. And Sinner Fritz is my Grand Slam final. My... If 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 it is Sinner, I'm picking the doll just because again I think the physicality of Sinner having to go through a Horkash and Alcaraz, which is going to be brutal, and then have to beat Nadal, I, I don't see that happening yet. I just don't see his frame being able to handle that yet. Um, I, I think he could absolutely do it in the future. I just don't think he's physically ready for that yet, Frank. Um, so I don't want to discourage that pick, but that's just my opinion. I think Carlos will make the final here. I think that if he plays Nadal, he just has a different kind of edge when he plays Nadal. Like he just really, there's something in him mentally that really wants to get it done. I think it'll also be a crazy five setter, but I think he's going to pull it off. So I'm going to go with Alcaraz making the final. Yeah. I mean, listen, to be clear, I think Sinner or Alcaraz are both phenomenal players. That matchup is a toss up, and whoever wins that match. I think will beat Nadal. Um, so I, I, either of those guys, I think, are just phenomenal. But the yeah, thing at this that point, I would just, say, this the thing that I would say to you is that I hear you on the physical side being able to hold up, but if you're Yannick Sinner and you just beat Hubi Hercash and Carlos Alcaraz, does that not mentally say to you like, I'm gonna go win this whole thing? Like, why not? You know, you also have to give like the mentality like boost that comes along with that. And the same would come from Carlos Alcaraz, right? Like him beating Yannick Sinner after, you know, not being able to the past, uh, you know, the last time they played and really struggling uh, in Wimbledon against him. I think that that is pretty indicative of uh, uh, of some of the mentality boost that either one of those guys could see. But either way, uh, it sets up for me. Yannick Sinner versus Taylor Fritz, and I will have Yannick Sinner winning the U.S. Open, first-time Grand Slam champion, 
And uh, although I do think that that matchup is kind of a toss up, I think that backhand to backhand, they're pretty much even. Taylor Fritz has one of the best backhands on tour, as does Yannick Sinner. But I think that Yannick's forehand is miles better than Taylor Fritz's. And the serves are also kind of roughly the same, maybe a little bit of an edge towards Taylor Fritz there. But I think the forehand gap is just a little bit too big. And I will take Yannick Sinner. And I think that that's a first-time Grand Slam champion, very much needed, and something new. And if Carlos Alcaraz does win that matchup, I also would have him beating Taylor Fritz, and he would be the first-time Grand Slam champion. Who would you have for my pick for Alcaraz against Medvedev? I would probably go with Medvedev. Mm. Five sets. Yeah, that's a tough call, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I I think I I yeah. If you're you you could say your pick, but the one thing that's going through my head, I would not underestimate the nerves of steel that Daniil Medvedev has of winning the U.S. Open from last year. That's all I would say. I can't disagree with that. That's a very fair point, Frank. I think, yeah. You know what? I'm going to come back to that because I want to answer yours because I think yours is a little bit... Actually, you know what? I think yours is tough too. If Sinner plays Fritz, I hear you on Sinner. I think Sinner's the better player overall and I think Home he should Hometown effect win. of Fritz though. That's that's what's holding yeah. me back. I Home... think if, if, if Fritz gets to the Grand... If Fritz really does make a run and get to a Grand Slam final, Arthur Ashe will be bumping for him. And people love Sinner. He's a tour favorite. But Fritz would like bring the house down. Yeah, you're that's so tough because you're going to have like 20 to 25,000 people just going berserk for one guy. And I mean, we would find out a lot about Sinner. So that's what's Oh man, why are these things so tough? Yeah, you know what? I I'm going to I'm going to go with Sinner just because I think that his game will outlast whatever energy like that energy might bring Fritz to a fifth set. But I think at that point, your game is going to matter more. Um, so I'll go with you on that one, Frank. Uh, and also, Frank would like literally have a conniption of Yannick Sinner won the U.S. Open in Frank's backyard. So, yeah, that, that would I would lose it. I yeah. would be attending the parade. Yeah. Frank, by the way, I want to see your uh, your Yannick Sinner T-shirt on Monday. That's I will mandatory. be wearing it. I will Thank be wearing it. Thank you. I, I might bring it in a drawstring, but I'll, I'll I will have it. It will be pulled out. And you can't is- bring flags, right? No. Oh, that's a good story. One time I almost got kicked out of the open for bringing a flag. I had a German flag. Maybe it's because it was a German flag. Oh, no, 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 we're not. I was going to make that joke, but I held back. Respect. Yep. yep we're not going there. Um, so <laughs> uh, in the other pick, if I were going to go Alcaraz Medvedev, man, I don't know. I, I'm just such a big Alcaraz fan. I just think the guy's so ready to do it. I really want him to do it. But also, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with Alcaraz. I think he's just going to blow doors open Medvedev has not looked as good as sharp as as he did uh, last year I think he'll just do it screw it I'm with you on board I need a new new Grand Slam winner too so that's it for the men's draw folks um we're gonna chat a little bit about the women's here Frank uh honestly also very very wide open uh Igas Fiancek seeded one Anna Kontavite who uh has not had the best Grand Slam results but has done really well on tour seeded number two We've got a Serena Williams sighting at the bottom of the draw taking on Danka Kovinic. Uh, and if she wins that, she'll take on Kontavite in the second round. Um, another highlight from the women's draw, Emma Raducanu, 
Frank, the last year qualifier who ended up winning the whole thing, an 18-year-old, which we've never probably never seen in tennis history before. However, she is under more pressure than she's ever been under in her life as she is ranked number 11. But if she loses, basically, I mean, if she makes like the semis or finals, she, she'll be fine. But anything before that, she's going to drop a massive amount of points uh, as she won 2,000 points last year. So that would be a pretty, that'd be pretty detrimental to her ranking. Victoria Azarenka is in there. Arena Sabalenka is in there. Simona Holub, Frank, I think can make a really good run as well. Um, so a lot of really good players in here. I'm I'm inclined to always pick Iga. I think that she's really good. Although I could also see Anjabor making a nice run and Maria Sakari as well. So Iga versus Sloane Stevens in the round of 64. Mm-hmm. Upset alert possibility there. Ab- absolutely. Former US Open champion. That's a good call. So I think this draw is wide open, Frank. I, I, can't, I can't seem to to have a a solid pick there yeah i mean the women's side this is not super convincing from anyone it's nuts i mean paula bedusa i mean i feel like she's always like good but it's never like great you know what i mean so tough to pick her belinda benchich another like really good player but can never seem to like close out a major like that I think Emma Raducanu is going to outperform what people think, to be honest. I think that she's really comfortable at the U.S. Open. She's going to have a lot of crowd support. Yeah, I, I would like her to. I think she's going to perform pretty well. Uh, Sabalenka got to the semis last year. So, I mean, she's pretty good. But that's another really interesting matchup that could happen in the round of 32 there. Rabakina versus Sabalenka both play like a pretty similar style. So. That's an interesting one. Oh, uh, Layla, Layla Fernandez also. Madison, Madison Keys and Coco Goff could meet in the round of 64. I mean, this is just so wide open, man. Madison Keys and whoa, oh, you're looking. No, I see in the round of 60. Where do you see him? Oh, round. Oh, round of 32, yeah, yeah. Round of 32. 32. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, this is Caroline Garcia, by the way, playing some seriously good ball. She's in there, seated 17th. Yeah, Bibi Andrescu is unseated, could play Haddad Maya, the Brazilian, I think, what did she win, uh, Toronto? Mm-hmm. So, like, out of nowhere, she won that tournament. But, I mean, that's, that, to your point, Carolina Garcia been playing awesome, so that could set up, like, her and Haddad Maya and Andrescu. Like, there's just so many players that you're just like, oh, yeah, like, they could get hot and win this whole thing. I... We want to hear from our listeners. Who do you think is going to win, win the Women's U.S. Open? Because Frank and I have no idea. So please send us in your picks through uh, through Instagram DM, please. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this. I mean, Layla Fernandez got a pretty nice draw there, to be honest with you. Mm, lots of points like, to defend. Yeah, lots of points to defend, too. I don't know why I have this feeling that Sviantec is not going to play well. And she's going to bomb out to Sloan Stevens in the round of 64. And I know we've spoken about how much we like love Iga and think so highly of her, but I just, she's been a little cold lately. So Muguruza's in the mix. I Muguruza's mean, is in the mix. Sheesh. This I'm going to, is... you know what? Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. I don't make a decision here. I think Anjabor wins the whole thing. That's my pick. One more thing before I pick, make my pick. Uh, Naomi Osaka, Danielle Collins, first round. Box office. That's going to be Ash Knight. Definitely, right? 100%. Um, Also, Venus Williams in there. Yeah, you know what, Frank? You know what? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go Simona Halep. I think she's... I don't know. I think she's been playing really good ball. I think... uh, 
she's being coached really well at the moment. I'm going to go with Halop. I, th- I just have a little f- more faith in her than anyone else in this field. I don't know why. Yeah. But. No, I, I, listen, she has played really, really well. I just don't know if she's going to be able to win it. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in, in order of who I think has in order of who I think has the highest chance to win, uh, Anjabor's one, I would go with Coco Goff too, to be honest with you. I really, really think that Coco Goff has a serious chance at this one. Maria Sakari also plays really, really well here. So she's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, screw it. Caroline Garcia put her third. Why not? <laughs> like, honestly, like, Car- like, but this is, but this is the thing. It's, this isn't like the men's game because it's not three out of five, like three out of five makes it. So that way, like streaky players or players who are on a hot streak generally don't win slams. Like that's not a, like, we don't think that Borna Korich is going to win the U S open. Like not like, no, it's just not going to happen. But like, could Caroline Garcia or Haddad Maya win like based off of their just like flames of the past, like two weeks? Like, absolutely. I mean, like, why not? We saw a qualifier win the thing last year. So at this point, anything's open. Yeah. Rabakina won Wimbledon. Like, are you kidding me? Why not? Yeah. So, you know, listeners, if you've got anything for us, uh, you know, hit us up. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at breakpoint podcast seven. Uh, if you're at the U S open on Monday, Shoot us a DM. Frank and I are going to be around. We're going to be walking around, uh, just watching some tennis, enjoying ourselves, doing a little bit of Instagram live. We'd be happy to interview you, talk to you. Any you know topic suggestions you want to be on the pod, let us know. Um, We're going to yeah, do Frank? some TikToks too. Oh, TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but Frank's going to be rolling the TikToks. Love that. So uh, we'll be TikToking. I can't believe I just said that, but we're going to be TikToking at the US Open as well. Uh, but no, listen, we're going to be there for a good time. Um, you know, Stop by, say hi. Uh, and otherwise, you know, let's hope our picks don't go to flame here. Uh, to, you know, sh- shot down in flames here, Frank. They usually do. Um, so, well, uh, listen. Like I said, I have like zero conviction in all of my picks. I have no faith. I have no idea what's going to happen. Which means probably going to end up pretty well for me because the times that I do have conviction, that's usually when it goes to shit. Yeah, Frank's starting to starting to come around on this for sure. Although that Mackie McDonald Nori pick, that's. Yikes! We got to. We got to. Did did, I, Emma, did Emma tell you to pick that here, one? No, 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 no. But here's what I want. Shout out to Piedmont, California. However, what I want to happen is this: if Mackie McDonald beats Cam Nori, Marcus has to publicly apologize to me via the Instagram story on uh, Breakpoint Podcast. Deal done. Yeah, there you go. And to be clear, I like Cam Nori a lot. I think he's a really solid player. I think mentally, top three four player on the tour quite honestly and like play like strategy wise also top three four player on the tour which is makes up for the fact that the rest of his game is like horrendously ugly to watch but uh, marcus don't even like lie you know i'm right i i know but he gets it done that's why i said i i respect there are certain aspects to his game like the intangibles of his game that are extraordinarily respectable and elite but the rest of it is just horrific to look at. And it's not good for the game of tennis that he is as good as he is quite honestly. But anyway, thanks for listening. Be sure to hit us up if you're at the U S open, but please hit us up. We'd love to have you on, even if it's just for an Instagram story, whatever, happy to chat tennis, whatever it may be. Um, Let us know, give us a follow at breakpoint podcast seven, and I will catch you guys next time. 
See ya. See you guys.